Hey y'all, I'm Brooke Hoover, a Louisiana native, actor, writer, and comedian. I've lost 100 pounds through diet and exercise, or shall I say, lifestyle changes. My 20 year and counting health journey has taught me that just like taking a diet pill for weight loss, body positivity doesn't magically happen overnight. I'm working on regaining my self-esteem and rekindling my love affair with Cajun and Southern comfort food in a healthier way, all the while juggling eating as clean as I can, reestablishing myself in the entertainment industry, which, as we know, is historically fat-phobic, all the while showing my inner fat girl some love. That's fat with a PH. Pretty hot and tempting. Let me tell y'all a tale or two. Hey, y'all, it's the Who's Dat Fat Girl podcast, episode 25, feeling alive, wow. So what came first, y'all, the chicken or the egg? I mean, I personally think it was the chicken that came first because someone had to cross the road to go lay those eggs. Hey, our culture, the American diet culture, has made it out, has told us, has fed us with a lot of horse poop that once we lose the weight, then and only then can we allow ourselves to be happy. Because otherwise, you can't just be happy and unaccomplished. You can't be happy and overweight. You have to be working to be worthy. You have to be working towards this goal to be worthy. And therefore, that is what should make you happy. Major fart noise. So y'all, ages ago, almost a decade ago, I, I go through these back and forths, up and downs of being super spiritual and being self-deprecating and not. So I was in this influx of being super spiritual. I just finished some Wayne Dyer books, some Abraham Hicks books, some Louise Hay books, and I'm wanting to lose weight. At the time, I was bouncing back and forth. I think I was about maybe 200 pounds. The number's not important. So I buy Marianne Williamson's book, A Course in Weight Loss, a.k.a. 21 Spiritual Lessons for Surrendering Your Weight Forever. Ooh la la. It was kind of a riff on her book that she became very well known for called A Course in Miracles. Well, I didn't get past like lesson two because it really started to tick me off. One of the lessons was basically you get a plate and you get a placemat and you find a beautiful plate. So I found this beautiful plate on the sale rack or the sale rack, the sale shelf at Anthropology. I actually still have it and I use it as my microwave plate. But anyways, Marianne Williamson says, get a plate, a special plate and bless it. Get special silverware, a special placemat, and bless it. And this is what you should be eating with. Eating time should be a blessing time. Heck, y'all, most of the time I was eating on the go because that's just the life of a freelancer, a life of an actor. And granted, I wasn't running to, wasn't running for the border every time. I wasn't going to Wendy's or, sorry, Wendy's, but I wasn't going to Wendy's or Taco Bell or Chipotle or Sonic or I wasn't doing fast food or anything like that. I was just bringing snacks and eating on the go. I didn't have time to like sit down, enjoy my meal, give me a break. But I understand where Marianne was going. She was basically forcing you, and by forcing you, I mean forcing me, to look at the ways that 
I haven't been investing in myself or investing in my health or my eating habits or my internal habits and how I've been hurting myself with the food that I'm shoving down my face. And I I didn't really want to go along with that because number one, number one, at this point in my life, I wasn't gorging. What's the word? Binging, not gorging. Gorging? Is that a word? I wasn't binging on a lot of bad food. I wasn't in college, you know, eating fast food because I had nothing else. I did do that in college. I wasn't really eating that horribly. I was already eating somewhat well because I was really trying to work on, you know, losing weight but having a difficult time because I have polycystic ovarian syndrome and hypothyroid, so it makes it extra hard. It's a double whammy. But also, Marianne pissed me off. Sorry, Marianne, because it forced me to examine some emotional stuff that I really didn't want to. And okay, so even now, even now, after having lost 100 pounds from my heaviest weight, I still have to ask myself, why am I reaching for that RX bar? Why am I reaching for that protein shake? Why am I reaching for those nuts? Am I really hungry? Am I upset? Am I pissed off? Am I bored? And am I afraid of getting hangry? So am I pre-gaming to prevent potential hangriness. That's what I do now. But back then, Marianne was forcing me to listen to myself and those emotional triggers. And I just didn't want to because I felt like she didn't really understand me. And now Marianne, to my knowledge, has always been a very slender woman. She has not had any weight issues per in the sense of being overweight very overweight, obese like I was, and then losing weight. Um, I didn't get far enough along in the book to learn perhaps she did have eating disorders. You, you know, so I'm not dissing Mary Ann because she got me at some point to the point where I am today. So Mary Ann, in that sense, was kind of along what there's a diet plan out there, a weight loss, a, a health plan out there now um, called Noom. And from what little I do know of Noom, it's very similar in the principle that I was just speaking about. What are the triggers? Think about before you're eating, before you're reaching for something. Are you really hungry? We touched about that very, very gently in last week's episode with the cornbread craving. Was I really craving? Was I really hungry? No, I wasn't hungry. Was I really craving cornbread? Yes. But what I was craving most was an experience and a connection. So that is what Marianne was going after. At the time, I didn't quite realize that. She struck a chord with me and ticked me off at the same time because one message when I was reading or trying to get through her book or her spiritual laws, I kept getting from her was that I, there was something emotionally wrong with me. I was feeling like Marianne was telling me there is something emotionally wrong with you that you cannot just let go and let the weight come off. Therefore, I was overweight. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. That's the message I got from her. I'm not saying that's the message she was trying to put out there at all. So Marianne's telling me I'm unhappy. And she's also telling me that I'm overweight because I'm unhappy. But It just didn't make sense. It's just so confusing. 
And again, I will keep harping on this because I don't want Marianne to come after me. No, I'm joking. That's not the type of person she is, or at least I hope she isn't. But that's not what she was trying to do. But it was very confusing for me at that place in time. And so I don't know if I would recommend a course in weight loss to people who aren't yet flip switching their mind, who aren't yet open to the spiritual side of things, um, because it kind of, I mean, obviously my journey eventually has or is or isn't, it's all different things happening all at the same time in any one given moment. It's not like everything's ever working for me perfectly, but something did have to click and Marianne helped me along that way, but it did cause me a lot of emotional anguish, you know, and I don't think that is what her intent was. So I think that is what my point is, is that be ready. If you're going to read that book, just be ready to shed some stuff and to have some demons come up. And I think that was the point. So I had to shed some proverbial weight, if we will, then the physical weight loss would happen. What? Like, I, it just did not make sense. You know, I, I'm pretty hippy-dippy. I'm a little woo-woo, but all this hippy-dippy mumbo-jumbo woo-woo was too woo-woo for me because for weight loss, I want an action plan. I want actionable steps. I want results. I wanted, at the time, a Jillian Michaels-esque instructor barking orders at me. And actually, Jillian Michaels is, she might bark orders, but she has a great book. She has several books, but one of her books, my friend Lori gave me. Thanks, Gil. I love it. She's actually not as hardcore and mean as she may seem. But that's what I gathered from Jillian Michaels that I didn't gather from Marianne Williamson. And I wanted that kind of punishment. The last thing this fat, at the time, fat with a F, sounds gross right there, fat, fat, F-A-T. The last thing this fat girl wanted was to be gentle with herself. And that's what Marianne was telling me to do. How dare you, Marianne? God bless you, Marianne. I'm dead serious because, again, it got me to where I am now. And when things make you a little angry or I feel like I'm fixing to get a little emotional and cry, that means it's stirring up some good stuff. So around that same time is when I met a friend who was also really into Abraham Hicks. And if you don't know them, which I feel like many of the people listening out there are already very familiar with Abraham Hicks, but basically it's in the same realm of the secret, the law of attraction. What you're putting out there is what you attract. Feel into things. Feel the good feeling first and the rest will follow. Remember that song? But Abraham Hicks their teachings that my friend was telling me, she said, you should really apply this to your weight loss. My friend was like, you're being a little too hardcore with yourself. And that's against all the Abraham Hicks stuff. She said, why don't you actively, just really actively stop obsessing over, I can't eat bad food and instead 
when you eat a piece of cake, just let it go and bless it. And if you honestly deep down don't feel like you're going to gain weight when you eat the cake, then you won't. If you don't put the negative energy out there, you're not going to gain weight. Or if you keep putting the negative energy out there and you're eating healthy things, even just salad and bird food, you're still going to gain weight because you have the negative energy out there. That's what my friend told me based on what Abraham Hicks was saying. My friend was a size zero. So I'm like, like you understand, girl. But she was trying to help. She was trying to help. And now I get it. Now I get it. At the time, I didn't want to see it, you know, because I felt like no one understands what I'm really going through. There was no one out there talking about what exactly what I needed at that time. Hey, maybe that's why I have this podcast, because maybe there's somebody out there who resonates not 100% with what I'm saying, but with some portion of it in some shape or form, pun intended, be it if it's for weight loss or self-esteem or whatever the case may be, because I feel like there needs to be a lot of people out there who understand everybody and we can compartmentalize when and who we want to listen to to take that lesson for whatever it's worth, you know? But see, Marianne Williams' teachings, Abraham Hicks' teachings, what my friend was trying to tell me, they all had the secret and yes, I that is a little bit of a pun for those of y'all who know the book, The Secret, The Secret, it works. Remember Oprah, I think there's a Maya Rudolph sketch. Anyways, the whole point is holding on to something so tightly that you give yourself hemorrhoids is just going to create negative, intense, intensely bad energy. It's going to be an averse effect because... I'm, you, me, in this case, I mean, I'm not allowing myself to just be happy or simply just to be peaceful in that present moment. You know, with weight loss, with a health journey, I feel like we constantly look at the end of the road instead of it day by day, second by second, you know? I was ever obsessed with being in control. I still am. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, y'all. But when the woo-woo teachings didn't work for me, I just got to a place about really, really wanting to regulate my hormones and to lose weight easily, even though I was trying so hard. I just didn't feel right. And it wasn't only about weight loss. It was mainly that I felt like you know what I mean? And I said, I'm just really going to focus on eating foods that make me feel good, regulating my mind, regulating my body. And it turns out that a lot of the foods that help you lose weight also make you feel good, such as a variety of nuts, salmon, for example, greens. So again, in that case, what came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. But I started to feel better because I wanted to feel better and I'm eating foods that make me feel better. So it's like I'm putting things into my body that make me feel better and my body is feeling better. You know, it's like a double-edged sword's not a good example for something that's a positive, but it's like a, a double whammy of positivity because I was, ding, 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 starting to take care of myself. And that was first and foremost. And that, y'all, I think 
was the primary teaching of Marianne Williamson and her book, A Course in Weight Loss, that ticked me off so much. I feel like that feeling of taking care of yourself is what my friend was trying to teach me based on the teachings of Abraham Hicks. It also really forced me to start realigning with my mental health while I'm realigning with my physical health to feel better. Hormones can make you crazy in the head. So I had to really start realigning with my mental and spiritual health and stop being so angry at Abraham Hicks and Marianne Williamson and listen to those teachings, practice what I was preaching, you know, to others, you know, to friends or to my family members and to start meditating, coming back to just the present moment. But I wanted it to be on my terms not one of Marianne's 21 principles or her terms. I took what I could and I ran with it on my terms. Again, because I'm a control freak. You know, I think what the woo-woo people were saying is that you cannot heal. In my case, I cannot be balancing my hormones and lose weight if I'm constantly self-deprecating Because self-deprecation, self-loathing are the opposite of healing. That's the opposite of happy. And yes, as a fat with a pH girl, I had a lot of happy moments when I was overweight. I had some great times, but I also had this underlying metronome of hate myself because I'm fat will get easier when I lose weight. You know, and it was tick-tock, tick-tocking back and forth. And you know what, y'all? Newsflash, after losing 100 pounds, it still happens. It doesn't magically go away. I might feel good about myself for five seconds. And then for the next 30 minutes, I mean, like now, I beat myself up for feeling like, oh, I didn't eat all of the right foods today. I should have exercised harder. What happens when I hit menopause? All this negative garbage that I tried so hard to work on. And it's not like after you read the 21 lessons from Marianne Williamson or read the book by Jillian Michaels that you're going to be better, that you're going to be happier. It takes every single moment. I think I get super preachy about this probably because It's the one thing I need to preach to myself the most about, you know? I think the thing was is that I felt so misunderstood by doctors, by well-meaning friends, by bullies, by mean people my whole life, by people who meant well, who didn't know what the heck they were saying because they were just ignorant. So that made me unhappy. I allowed that to make me unhappy, you know? And I thought, when I lost weight, I'll be free of all that. And in a sense, I am. But I still do carry some of those demons. So again, happiness is a choice. Happiness is a choice. You know, how do you realign with it? Sometimes for me, it's looking at my dogs and my dogs talk to me. They do. They talk in their their voices. One day they'll be on the podcast and I'll interview them. And that brings me back to happiness or just taking a deep breath, you know, I think y'all take away from this. What I am saying is weight loss does not make you happy. You know, I, I 
I love antibodies, but sometimes when I post those pictures of Transformation Tuesday, and I do that for a very good reason, people are like, oh, you look so much happier. No, 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 friends, it does not make you happier. I'm probably a lot more neurotic now than I've ever been, but I'm working on it. I think the goal is happiness is a choice. So don't even necessarily worry about happiness. Focus on the choice. Hey, I'm able to choose. It's a personal choice. No outside force, losing weight, people's acceptance, or the food you ingest in your body is going to make you, and by you I mean me, happy. For example, I'm an actor and I have a lot of actor friends and I think a lot of us tend to think when I get that part, I will be happy. Let me tell y'all, I've booked several co-star, which means kind of like, you know, six, seven lines or less, or sometimes a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less on certain TV shows. And, you know, I used to think when I get that, I'm going to go to the next level and I'm going to be happy. Bogus, because there's been plenty of times when I've been on set where I carry that self-loathing with me, but I plow through anyways. Same thing with a lot of different things in life. So y'all, whether you're an actor or not, whether you're on a weight loss journey or not, how are you still carrying that little self-loathing, little crappy little voice on your shoulder? I think we all do it. And if people say they don't, then you're lying. Or if you really, really, really don't, what is your magic potion? What is your secret to becoming happy? The secret is there's no secret to being happy. So y'all, what really came first for me? Weight loss or happiness? The answer is neither because I'm not fully there yet. I may never fully be happy 110% of the time always and that's fine. I may never fully be happy with my weight or my body or my appearance for any one given day or 30 minute stretch. But I can at least choose peace and I can choose to be peaceful with that. And at the end of the day, isn't peace the most important? Hello, there's a whole sign devoted to peace. I sometimes get it confused with the Mercedes emblem. Isn't finding inner peace why the chicken or the egg really cross the road? Thanks so much for listening, y'all. It is my hope to inspire, uplift, and entertain you with this Who's Dat Fat Girl podcast. So if you're hungry for more, you can book me to speak or perform my solo show that inspired this podcast, Fat Girl Costumes, written by yours truly and directed by Brian Lady at your virtual or in-person event. Please visit brookhoover.com slash fluffybuttproductions or email me at contactbrookhoover at gmail.com for more info. And let's follow each other on Instagram. I'm at brookhoover. And the O's in my name are not the letter O, they're zeros. Not because I want to be a size zero, but because I guess I'm just so clever with my late 90s Yahoo self. And if you like this podcast, which I really hope you do, please give me a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts. And most importantly, share this with your friends, family, and other people you may know who are as fat as we are. That's fat with a PH.